14. The Rebbe now wants to give us this reassurance, not like fake reassurance, but true reassurance, conviction, that we've described the Benoni, and he's really holy, and he's really perfect, and he has complete self-control of everything he does, let's make it feminine, everything she says, everything she consciously thinks. And the Rebbe opens up chapter 14 by saying, and this trait, this level, is relevant for every single person. Every single one of us can be a Benoni. Why? Maybe, maybe the author doesn't know us. The author says, no, no, I know you. I know you. I know you exactly. And you can be a Benoni because the Benoni is not requiring an inner essence transformation. The Benoni is attracted to evil. You're attracted to evil? No problem. You can be a Benoni. You might still be attracted to evil. You still could be a Benoni. Benoni is not demanding that he has a constant, even keel, absolute human conviction, love, fear. He doesn't. He's human. Sometimes he's stronger. Sometimes he's weaker. But the Benoni, on the level of his action, which means his action and speech and thought, or her action, speech and thought, he doesn't give it up. And the Red says, this is a human ability. You know, we live in a time when we have been taught to believe that we don't have control over ourselves. That's such a given in our society, it's, it's, it's foundational. And the Red says, that's not true. That's not true. You have control. You might not have control over the inner causes, but you have control over every expression, even in your conscious thought, because you can control your thoughts. I remember myself personally. When I first started learning Tanya, that was to me the most tremendous revelation of, you mean, I can and must control my thoughts? It wasn't in my world as someone, Lubavitch, and from her whole life to say, my thoughts? Yes, the same way you can control action, that's the same way you can control speech. And the same way you can control speech, you can control your thoughts. You might not control your subliminal urges, but you can control what you consciously think. You can control it to such a degree that you can consciously think the exact opposite of whatever negative desire is burning inside of you. Now, the Reverend at this point is going to give us three thoughts to think. Not thoughts to create and build us to be this. These are more like tools of defense, tools that are under attack. How do you survive the soldiers? We thought to overcome the pushes that are eating away at your self-control. First thought, I don't want to be a Russian. I don't ever want to be a Russian. Why? Because I never wish to separate from Hashem. And I never want to be separated. So that thought that I saying is basic to us. You really are in tune with yourself. You don't want to be a Russia. You don't want to be separated from your Oldest And any and every Avera 
from the given small, separates us from the Eidishter during the time we're doing the Avengra. This is an idea. There are many different explanations of this idea, but the one as it's developed most in Tanya is really the central point of seven chapters, 18 through 25. That when a Yid is doing an Avera, for the duration of the Avera, however many seconds or years the Avera lasts, the person is further from Hashem than any source. And Avera separates. And Avera cuts off the flow of Chayis between me and the Abishter. And Avera is a barrier that by Nisham power can't get out and Hashem power can't get in. The Avera is my rebellion. The Avera means I'm setting myself up as an idol. And Hashem says, I don't think I'm listening to both of here. So the more I think about that, however tempting it is to just throw away my self-control and indulgence, anger, tension, or anger, exhaustion, or... I mean, look at people. I don't like, you know. But in our world, we know what our problems are. Just stop yourself and say, wait, this is disconnecting from Hashem. And I don't want to be disconnected from Hashem. I don't want to be disconnected from Hashem. It's not worth it. What's the And sometimes the right thing's easy, and sometimes it's not. But if I think that right now this thing is so significant, I love the Avister, and I want to be connected to him, and I'm doing it. These ideas are really the antithesis of what our real stuff, that voice of our Yetzirah, real stuff, the spirit of Hala, is like the voice of the Yetzirah. And the Yetzirah's voice knows that it's with two basic messages. I don't really understand. I don't really care. And this is very important. Which again, you know, I mean, everyone does it. It's no big deal. Hashem understands. He knows about the purpose. He gives a man to somebody. Whatever information your Yetzirah uses, whatever Whatever you say, whatever lingo you use, the Yitzhar is saying, you don't love the Abishter, and the Abishter is not going to hurt you. And we're fighting back with these two messages. The Avera hurts, and I do love Hashem. And the more I know the Avera hurts, the Avera separates me. We're not saying hurts here in terms of Gehenna. We're going on a deeper level. I have a relationship with the Abishter. And the Avera severs my relationship is 
even with words that we learn, to give us a blessing in the Oh, but the limit of the limit is pretty clear. Because even though he's going to die for the understood, he doesn't want to be understood. Like, that's who he is. You're saying the same person your whole life, but you can't give up on your knees, elbows, and collarbones. No, 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 not so. Otherwise, I'm going to throw away. Like, your life will not more than your knees, elbows, and collarbones. So that's the foolishness. That for these tyrants, that in the end of the day, how ultimately necessary and valuable are they to us? No, no, no. They'll become first. But if it's my life for the Abishur, I'm not going to be able to sacrifice the whole life. So the person says to himself, hey, am I lower than this lowest of the low? No. They're definitely not a fool to him. Because he's being so silly. He's not living for Hashem, but he's living to die for Hashem. If I'm willing to die for Hashem, I think I should live for Hashem. So these three thoughts, I love Hashem, and I must be connected to Him. I can't sin, and the Avish cuts me off from the Avish, and it's not worth it. And I'm not just going to be as good as a Christ and a Christ and a bad for Hashem. I'm smarter than that. I'm going to live for Hashem. These are three thoughts, like, so to speak, to keep in your back pocket. So when you're tempted and feel your self-control is going to get lost, you know, it's going to slip in the process of the battle going on inside of you, it's really, really key on these thoughts to not fall. And if today's Tanya, does anyone have any questions? Please press star six to unmute yourself. Okay, I guess not. I'm your Tashem. We will meet again. Let's just shout Thank you again. Have a good Shabbos.